something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, like when I was a student, it was always like you'd go and they're like, don't let that just be on the mountain, you know, yeah. it can be down here. And so like the first couple of years being a youth pastor, I would I was catching myself trying to recreate um, like camp services almost. Mm. And I realized probably like a couple of years ago that I was recreating the wrong thing. And if you really look at camp and you really look at the most impactful moments, yes, the services are great, the worship times are great, the calling is great, but the most impactful moment every single time is cabin time. Welcome back to In the Trenches Podcast, guys. Uh, we are here with Elliot, Gary, and a special guest, Brett. And uh, we're just we're back. We're, it's been a while since we've recorded an Dude. episode, and yeah. I'm excited to be doing this. But I just want to ask this question really quick. How are you guys doing? We survived Hurricane Hillary. We did survive Hurricane Hillary. You're still here, Elliot. Yeah. I'm with Hurricane. Did you see that? No. That was pretty funny. I saw that. <laughs> I, didn't uh, see, I didn't see that at um, all. <laughs> yeah, we survived it. We survived summer camp. We did survive National conference. Camp. I mean, we'll talk about all of this, but Dude, yes. that's that's why the podcast has been on hiatus. Because the, the name of this is In the Trenches. We have actually been in the trenches. Come on, that's good. For mm. anyone that doesn't believe it, Glory. we've been in there. Uh, Brett, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Um, yeah, we, we barely survived that hurricane that came through. Uh, but no, I've been good. I've been, I think, still recovering from the summer and yeah. camp and all that kind of stuff. But it's been, it's been good. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Brett, Brett was a part of our summer camp team this year, and he helped lead rec and a bunch of other things. If you were there during the time he was helping with rec, you would have saw him up on stage dancing and just acting an absolute fool. I'm not gonna lie, Brett. I was not like expecting that, Come but on. it was great. Come on. And what did you, what did you expect? I didn't. I don't know, but I wasn't expecting that. The best part was when Elliot was making fun of your hat. What did I do? His like, um, what hat did you have on? You had like this like. Uh, I had well, I had I had multiple hats on, but it depends on not at the same time. My yeah. youth pastor hat. <laughs> well, I had a straw hat on. <laughs> That's the. Was one. that the one? Yeah. I can't find it right now. Anyways, I, I think Joey Lil took it. Did he? That would make sense. No, I uh, I can't find it, but. And it's my hat, dude. I need that thing. Yeah. Didn't you expect him, like, as a jock to, like, really pick on people? Like, yeah. Like, pick on Joey and Carter? And a thousand percent. No, I'm, I'm like, an anomaly, dude. I'm, like, a... Nice jock? No, no, no. I'm, I thought he was going like to start, <laughs> start giving Matt wedgies and stuff like that, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm an undercover nerd, for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, bro, but for everyone that is listening, why don't you share just a little bit about yourself, like, what church you go to, what church you work for, and um, who Brett is. Yeah. Um... So I am currently the youth pastor at a church called South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano. My uh, dad is the lead pastor there, so I'm a PK, which mm. is tough. Wow. Um, I've been the youth pastor for five years. Uh, I've been the worship pastor there for nine. So that's kind of uh, worship ministry is kind of my lifelong calling. And youth ministry kind of snuck up on me, but it's been an, an amazing thing. So. Nice. It's kind of, yeah. There's a snapshot. Right there. Do you have a wife or kids or anything like that? Um, let me see. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's a good call. Um, I have a wonderful wife named Danielle, and I have a, a great, super cool son named Vince. And or you can call him Vinny if you want, or uh, whatever. But he's an absolute menace. So. He was on a leash all camp. That was the, <laughs> dude, that was the greatest thing to watch. 
Dude, we okay. So for everyone listening, we we were at P three through P five, and P three, Vince, my son, was just like sending it down every hill he could find, and then he like would face plant every hill and be good. But then one time he like hit it hard and he got like a black eye and like cut up his face and stuff. Jeez. So my wife was like, "All right, we're getting a lease." So she like Amazon leashed and uh, and so P four and P five, the little blonde kid on a leash, that's my son. Yep. <laughs> Your youth group, your youth group's Echo Youth, right? Yes. His youth group is awesome. Like yeah. I, I was there not too long ago, and yeah, great students, great leaders. It's it's very cool. That's dope. Can't wait to get an invite. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I've not been invited Bro, either. Don't even yeah, talk, right. I just on, invited on, you. You didn't text back. Don't even talk what? to me about invites. That's not true. Like me? I don't know that I've ever spoken. We were at, talking about youth at New, New Beginnings, Beginnings main Hold campus. On. We want to go there. Ooh. Like I've, I've invited you. Uh, like not him, not Robert. I, I finally get like a uh, Christian. Oh is finally like said, "Hey, will you come out to the country and speak Harupa in Harupa Valley?" Dude, we'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in Harupa, and I'll be at the main campus uh, yeah. on the same night. So. All I'm going to say is this, is I've invited Gary out, but Gary is a very important man and could not make it. So I'm just going to put that out there so I don't look yeah, horrible. Yeah, I guess I'm just... He showed up to mine. Okay, first so. of all, you didn't invite me. You said... Uh, yes, you, okay. you're looking up the text yeah, message yeah, right yeah. now. Listen, we were talking about Youth Alive, and then he goes... And then he said... He put the burden on me. No, no, no. He's like, tell me when you want to come to my group. No, 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 I'm no, not no. going to do that. I said, tell me when you're free because you're a busy man. Okay. I said, He's not that busy, but yeah. I said, sometime in... I'm pretty busy. I said, sometime in August, but now we're already halfway through it. I said, tell me when you have a free Wednesday. I'd love to have I you I did. Out. To be fair, I had no free Wednesdays in August. Okay, fine. September. Okay. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Make it happen right now. Make this deal go down. Let me check my calendar in September. I because this will be on the podcast and it will it, forever it's be solidified. Here. Like it I have a couple free Wednesdays in September. All right, let's. Uh, the thirteenth looks like the most free. The most free? Who the yeah. S- who the sun sets free? Does All the thirteenth work for you? Off the top of my head, it does. So let's there do it is. The thirteenth. Heard it here first, 13th. guys. That's how the that's how the deals get made, dude. Right dude, there. That's put the pressure on it. It's like a fantasy football deal, right? But now speaking, speaking of, of fantasy, fantasy football, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm go. ready for this, what bro. All I know is some people have not paid yet. So they're gonna they're gonna get booted. Is that, it Brett? Yeah, I haven't paid. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably just let's pay. Talk, you should just afterwards. pay me directly, Brett. Yeah, oh, really? Save time Gosh, this year. Bro. You on that prosperity gospel thing? Right no, now. I just so, win in fantasy football. That's all that I do. If you bro. guys don't know, Brett is the man last year that pretty much went undefeated the entire no he, he got well he got defeated no, he did <laughs> no 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 in let's the, let's make things clear brett got defeated for sure he was not undefeated <laughs> in in the playoffs i went into the playoffs oh when it matters 13 and 0 but who beat you in the playoffs yeah i don't was gary, it you no gary, no, I think gary, gary took care of <laughs> gary took care of my light work and then we met each other in the finals it was it and was then rough. i took my second year but listen, i did uh, first year i joined the youth pastors when i did win that year though and then mm, you won the next two yeah that seems like it was a long time ago. <laughs> also, I love beating Brett in fantasy football because he is like he's a legit football player. He yeah, you, yeah. like you could have played, didn't yeah, you? Have, you, you were in talks really of like Canadian football or something like that. Yeah, that's that's probably the highest it went. So out of high school, I went to Vanguard to you know for Bible college. They don't have a football team. Yeah. About the same. Um, so I like jumped off of the football train. There, but then afterwards, there was like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a semi-pro, but they called it like a developmental football league that, um, and they, they were like, I'm going to tell Solomon. They're like, we're pro. (laughs) Oh yeah, developmental, don't tell Solomon. (laughs) Um, but, uh, anyways, my wife is like a 
all-American soccer player. So she was the one who was like, hey, like you always talk about how good you were. You should go try out for this team. <laughs> Dang, bro. <laughs> I know. She kind of, she flamed me, dude. So then I did. And I was just like hoping to make the team. And then I did and ended up starting. Had a blast. It was a good time. And yeah, out of that came, I had to try out with, the AAF, which was a league that like lasted half a season, and then XFL and CFL were um, leagues that hit me up. But I broke my leg during the season, so I couldn't do any of that. And that wasn't my calling anyway. So, but yeah, I'm not not like NFL level or anything. But do you think you'd ever like coach or something like that? Uh, I'd love to, especially when like Vince gets older. I'd love to coach uh, Dude, his teams. The coolest thing, and sorry, just to cut you off, no, but fine. like it was at camp. We were down at the lower field, and I'm walking back from the condos, and I don't, I don't know if you even remember this, but Brett is down there with, like, these three kids that are playing football, like, teaching them and coaching them how to throw an absolute just dime. <laughs> and it was, like, the coolest thing to see. Not even your students, just a random group of kids. Yeah. Yeah, there was this – yeah, I remember. There was this kid. He was, like – he said he was a starting quarterback on JV or whatever, and he looked, like, super athletic. But, yeah, his, like, throwing mechanics were, like, a little – little off but you could fix him really easily so then i just like i don't know why i just went into coach and i was like hey try this and then he was throwing nukes by the end of yeah. it, it was fun. <laughs> just, i'm just glad you weren't giving him fantasy football advice <laughs> okay, that wouldn't that wouldn't help anybody Full circle out. Right there. all right so you went to camp uh I, i'd love to hear your your kind of camp highlights thoughts and and all that because it's your first year with us at camp. yeah it was like an interesting uh year because it was my first and then i went to three <laughs> so uh so it was it was great and for the last few years i'd been at a different camp uh with like one of my old youth pastors and was leading worship and helping with like production and stuff for that and then now i've been here but yeah i think it was like universal across the board from our like leaders and students that it was the best camp that they've ever been to and also i just think it was unfair because p4 like hit different like it's true p4 was sick and we were when we were at p4 but every camp was so good it, they were just all different and you guys always talk about that but i got to experience it um and it was it was a totally different vibe like being there with my students it was like i actually it was like it was more restful like the other camps because like when you're there with your students i'm like you're on from yeah, like yeah. 7 30 a.m till one in the morning just going and but they had a blast our our uh we took last place, uh, P4, <laughs> but we're top 10, so it's not, not a big deal. Um, but I think, like, going into it, everyone thought we'd do way better because we were so hype. Like, we yeah. were the hypest group, and we took last place, but uh, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was great. I think for, like, the group our kids were at, John was preaching, and it was phenomenal. I had some of the best conversations with some students uh, that week. I uh, There was a couple – uh, young guys who uh, came to me to be set free from pornography and we mm-hmm. like got like a little like accountability chat set up nice there's just some like beautiful things that happened um but i also like credit to the team and my first year being on the team it was like um there were moments of like chaos that we had to address but like overall like it was like just like fine-tuned and everything was smooth and everyone uh the thing that was cool was there was at least from what I saw, maybe there's behind the scenes stuff, I'm sure, but there's no like drama on the team while I was yeah. there. It's like, everyone's like there for each other and like championing each other and just getting it done. And that's hard to do when you're tired and it's like two and a half weeks of going at it. Like there's bound to be some fights or whatever, but, uh, no, it was great. It was super, super fun. 
That's dope, bro. Yeah, camp this year was a, a great time. What about you guys? What was your guys' favorite moment at camp for us? I think the favorite moment for me was watching Gary, or, um, Elliot figure out that what P, the P stands for through P1 through P5. What do you mean? Do you remember that? We were on the golf cart, and someone had brought up, I think it was John Zick asked, like, what does the P stand for? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because we've always called our, our camps, like, P1, P2, P3, P4, P5. We're adding P6. Yeah. And it's, like, one of those things, like, you have that stuff at your church. Like, at La Palma, we had a room called the Friendship Room. And since I was a kid, it that's is. what it was called. And it wasn't until we had, like, I don't know, someone come in with, like, outside eyes. And they're like, why do you guys call it that? <laughs> and I'm like, because oh, that's the name, idiot. Uh, <laughs> but he it's was like, like the fellowship hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he's like, well, you should probably change it because, like, an outside eye or whatever. I'm not saying we should change the P, but it was yeah, like yeah. someone someone asked that. And I'm like, why would we not call it that? Like, since I've been a kid, that's what, it, yeah. you know, you picked – well, it wasn't well, there wasn't five options, but you would either go to P one or P two. But it comes from Pinecrest. Yes. But also the the reason it used to be P one, P two, or whatever is because there was also a, a campground, uh, Sugar Pine or what was it? Mm-hmm. So they had to differentiate. Uh, like this is Pinecrest one, and then it just got shortened from Pinecrest to P, and now it's in all our branding and stuff. Yeah. That's how we do it: P one, P two, P three, P four, P five. I went to a Sugar Pine winter camp one time. An SP? It was tough. Uh, <laughs> I never went to that campground. I always told whoever was leading, like, I'll, I'll lead these camps, but I ain't going past the grapevine. <laughs> yeah. The, but the, yeah, Pinecrest, that's why. That's why. So you learned something I thought you were going to say something nice about me. I thought you were going to be like, my favorite part was Elliot... And then you were like figuring out the the. I'll say something nice about no, you, it's just too because late. I love you, bro. No, now it's like I your asked message for was it. fire. That's what though. I was about to say. Is like, and I told nah. Elliot this after every nah. camp. I was like, this is for sure the best message Elliot has ever spoken, and yeah, I think that was a challenging one. And again, like we we kind of talked about it even on the mic on stage a few times. Like, it's the morning service. It's the one that people are half asleep in. But I think even with our students that showed up for P five, like they got so much out of that message granted john zig did great and like not say anything like that but it was like that was such an impactful message so there you go there's mm, something nice thanks i was fishing for that i know it's okay yeah thanks man but really what was your guys favorite part about camp um our least favorite i don't know it like it was such a blur i feel like it it uh camp's a weird thing because it felt like we were there for a month yeah but it flew by like we were there for a week and I don't know how those two things can be true at the same time, but they were. Uh, so there's things like even and, and then Gary and I were in the particular boat where myself and him and then Solomon Unita left camp, mm-hmm. took a red eye to Ohio for national conference and we're like serving IO. We're serving there. Uh, and that also made it feel like camp had happened so long ago so like i feel like even just last week myself i don't know about you gary but i was just getting to sort of audit camp a little bit in my head and uh think through moments we had our camp post meeting with the team and kind of just talking through it all uh but it's also crazy youth ministry in in our calendar is such that now my brain is in youth alive rally mode so it's like you you get to celebrate the wins and and then it's on to the next thing i know we'll talk about that later in today's podcast but uh 
I don't know. There was some cool, cool moments. I will tell this. Like, there was obviously like a really crazy moment that happened mm-hmm. where uh, a young lady got delivered in a really super powerful way. Uh, and that story in and of itself is insane yeah. and has some really incredible moments, some almost like funny moments, to be honest. Uh, stay away from the frogs at, at Pinecrest. Just, just for your own safety. But look. White team. Um, what? Okay. White team. <laughs> What? People, uh, <laughs> white team was on the same floor as my group, and they set those frogs loose in our room, dude. Wow. And so if you were there at Steal the Bacon Real, and saw uh, me versus their, 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 their pastor was, then there was some bad blood Real there. Prince of Egypt moment there, huh? Yeah, but, uh, but we love them. They that was such a random. Also, made, yeah, just don't yeah, don't say that randomly in the middle of conversation. <laughs> I see why but, I saw him ask uh, question. So listen, um, <laughs> What was I saying? But, oh, the girl. One of the coolest moments, though, was like that night having her have such an incredible moment. And then the next morning, they were singing the, what, um, I, I don't know. The, yes, I thank God. And the line, like, hell lost another one. Mm-hmm. I'm free. And there's just like those little glimpses. That's one story Gary's talking about a young dude that he had a conversation with who was going through a time missing. Uh, his youth pastor who's yeah. not there anymore and so it's like i think there's all those like big moments when you look out at the amphitheater and everybody's mm-hmm. the outdoor worship but then there's all those like little conversations those yeah. little prayers uh that are like you you kind of you get them and then you move past them and yeah. then now i'm getting a chance to like think back but camp i mean camp is camp bro it's part of the reason i wanted to do youth ministry my whole life is so i could keep going to camp you know yeah yep. I'd say two things. One is um, I, I'm I'm always impressed by certain things, and, mm. and um, you know, obviously we've had Reggie Dabs around a long time, but um, I'm so impressed by because the the first camp we we were just way oversold. We had 608 people there, and it was just full packed. But uh, but we couldn't even do a response time, like having kids come up to the altar. And we didn't even go over anything with Reggie. We just said, I said, you know, just kind of do the the altar time in their seats. And the way he'd built that in just off the, you know, mm-hmm. off his head or whatever, like he's been doing it a long time and, and led the response time, but literally led it into yeah. the cabin time. Yeah. yeah. was so impressive. Like, um, you know, I was just, you know, even being in it as long as I have, I was sitting back going, geez, that was, that was impressive mm-hmm. um, that he did that. The other thing for me that I just, and uh, I always wonder what people think I'm doing, but um, whenever we're having those big worship nights and, and uh, you know, every camp I, I kind of experienced this, but um, just being, uh, if you notice a lot of times during worship, I'll stand up at the top step of, of the stage and I always wonder if people think, is he trying to get part of the worship team or does he want to just be seen? <laughs> but I, I can't. I can't get enough. I can't stop just watching yeah. what's taking place. And part of it is because I don't know. I never know. Like, is this the last time that I'll be here? Is this mm. the, um, and, and so it's always looking at that, but just getting to be a part of that and seeing it. And, and we constantly talk about it. Elliot and I is like, I can't believe I get to do this. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I get to be a part of this and it never gets old. It never, I don't ever want to take it for granted. Um, and just seeing that many students just worshiping together and experiencing the Lord together and, and just 
ultimately like even during camp i got um you know you get those facetime or facebook memories and mm-hmm. stuff and one popped up you know like five years ago today you were doing uh p1 and two and 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 yeah. you know just five years ago we were doing two camps and we have five now yeah, um it's just it, i i don't know like it just it blows my mind that we get to be a part of this yeah dude my phone has just recently stopped giving me like every time when i get in my car yeah for like three weeks after camp it kept being like it's an hour and 35 minutes mm-hmm. to get to Pinecrest. it's an hour and 40 minutes to get to Pinecrest, <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i don't live there you oh, know yeah, like, I, like I was there a lot but it's just now stopped giving me how long it takes to get to Pinecrest every time i get in Dude, my car that's so funny and i'm kind of sad because i I do miss it. I do too. Uh, bro. I do too. But it's fun. And then you guys, right after camp, went straight to network conference, right? National conference. national conference. How was that? It was cool. I mean, it was just like uh, we were serving, and there were some really cool moments there. But uh, it confirms in me like how glad I am to be a part of the AG. Like, because mm-hmm. w- I think a lot of it for Gary and I both is just getting to see people we love yeah. all across the u.s uh who who are doing this same thing like we're a part of something greater than ourselves so so for me it's like twofold it's that yeah and realizing we're a part of something greater than ourselves but it also i leave that type of stuff super confirmed that like socal has my heart and i think gary feels the same way it's like we we leave that type of stuff we hear about what's happening all over the place we see the the grass that other people have you know like Mm -hmm. And it isn't leaving like, oh man, the grass is greener. And it isn't a comparison thing. It's just like, these are our kids. These are our students. This is, these are our youth pastors. Like, this is where my heart is. Uh, So that's how I feel leaving uh, like Ohio is Mm -hmm. inspired, but also incredibly focused that like, this is where we're supposed to be doing this, you know? Yeah. No, that's dope. That is dope. But yeah, man, camp season officially over which is like a sad place to what'd be. you think of camp charlie nobody asked you you were running the uh captains what are your yeah. thoughts of camp dude i loved camp camp for okay me- good um anyways let's move on <laughs> moving on <laughs> no yeah what'd you think no camp for me this year was different because right the week leading up to camp i was at a different camp um hanging out and i got home and the next day we went up to camp so i already had this like weird mindset of camp and so going back to our camp it was like one this is just completely different than what i was just experiencing but then two it was like it was good and it was refreshing because one again it's like even going to what you were saying elliot it's like building relationships in the past few camps that i've got to be on the team to now it's like it's exciting to see these groups come back up it's exciting to see the youth leaders the youth pastors and even students um but yeah this year like specifically captain wise like it was such a fun group of captains that i there was really nothing negative to say about any of the captains and um the coolest part i think was for sure watching reggie's message at the end with the whole tsunami um illustration and a i personally which dude also so if you were not p1 or p2 yeah, yeah one of the brilliant things that reggie did is he like brought and again, like logistically, he's explaining this, and I'm like, "There's no way this is gonna Same. work." And so he brought every leader. Not, I'm saying like every leader, every adult leader on stage, yes. or like as close to the stage as possible. And then he did a prayer tsunami. Okay, and so they went into the crowd and they like laid hands on every single student. And the, and so then just like one time of that is crazy. Yeah. He did it three times. Like so, he'd have them go in and be like get back on stage, get back yeah, on stage. Yeah. And they sent him out. He did it three times. 
and it was cr- like the, i remember the first night he did it i was near the front of the stage mm-hmm. positioned for like the end of service and he did it the first time and then he's like come back i'm doing it again and i went to the back of the room where charlie was in like pinecrest sound booth that we yeah. don't use so we kind of see because i'm like i want to watch this from the back of the room and see but it was insane and yeah. that's just like reggie only reggie could probably pull the, i if i try to prayer tsunami <laughs> yeah i think people be like Everybody be like what are you doing okay man yeah. Yeah. Okay, reggie guys. has that like that buy-in like, yeah he can say whatever he wants True. and everyone's like all right we're gonna there. do it yeah yeah no, that was like exactly it. Like sitting in that sound booth and just watching this whole thing go down, and then like having moments of praying with students too was like was crazy. But I think um, one moment that was really cool was again I'm still a youth pastor, but technically our next gen pastor, and our kids came up with our youth directors um, for P5, and it was the last night and standing on the chairs with our students and just worshiping right next to my wife, our, our leaders. And like, that was a moment that I wasn't, it was big, but for me personally, that was like such a cool moment to be a part of. Um, but yeah, camp this year was yeah. insane. Elijah Lamb gave one of our girl captains a concussion. But the funniest part about that whole story is I didn't understand what happened. All I heard was Elijah Lamb knocked down one of our captains. Female captain. And the back of my mind, I was ready to, like, confront Elijah. No. Well, and it, but the, I didn't the, know the, the story. The thing is, is, like, it came from, shout out to all of our speakers were great on yes. this. Um, and Elijah was really good on this, too. The, the reason he gave a female captain a concussion, <laughs> he was helping run one of our games. Mm-hmm. He was out there on the slip and slide uh tarp at the upper field just helping the the people running it having fun with the students and he slipped and he slid into katie yeah. uh and she slammed her head on the tarp full accident i'm surprised accident. there wasn't more injuries with that game specifically yeah That's, for real there's so many things i'm surprised at when it comes to <laughs> injuries oh dude that that, that we ended cause... our uh our amazing race and it was just like how are we gonna end it well let's blindfold a kid and have him run down the the sketchiest hill in the asphalt Listen, yeah. I wasn't on the rec team, okay? Uh, <laughs> yes, you were. We're definitely going to redesign a few yeah. things. But that's, I think that's the, the fun of camp is like it is. And just like with everything we do now, I feel like we just have a, a flow to what we're doing yeah. while not getting complacent in it. Like So even throwing in the gauntlet, like mm-hmm. that was a super fun idea to make uh, rec fresh. Because that's the thing for me. The tension is always like rec is a lot of fun and yeah. a major part of camp. But the the tension and balance of like how do we make it fun and exciting and competitive while also not letting it ruin everything else like like so i think that we do a decent job of that of that balance of like you're here for these services and these moments and rex awesome yeah but if you get 10th place who cares like own it Overall, for sure, was one of our best seasons, I think, and and we literally are already hitting the drawing board. I mean, Dude. I'm talking to speakers and for we'll next year. And we'll have a six camps. Six camps, bro. That one, I'm ready for it, but at the same time, not ready for it. It's I'm excited. Be It'll be oh, fun. it's going to be great. Um, and then we have the Youth Alive rally, bro. You ready for this? I am. I, I mean, I feel like surprisingly, like, ready and not anxious and like that's the thing like for all the anxiety i get it's never about things that are like rational you know yeah it's like i i think i get a weird feeling in my elbow and i'm like i have elbow (laughs) cancer you know like that that's my anxiety but like our events i get in this weird like zone where i'm just like hey man this is what we do yeah and god's gonna and i think it comes from that place too of like like all the best moments that took place at camp weren't 
necessarily just because of all the planning and everything that we did. It's because God did what God does yeah, and moved on kids' lives and delivered people and healed them and set them free and called them into ministry. And like, that's why we do what we do. So yeah. Youth Alive, I feel like we're prepped and we've done what we need to do. We're still getting everything together. Uh, but I yeah. feel good, bro. Get I, ready. I September hope. 30th, right? Yeah. September 30th. Norco, California. Come on, baby. Yeah. Oh, dude. Also, <laughs> that was before a, we was go. Was that the first Norco joke? Of the, any that further? was, bro. That was. So good. That wasn't even a joke as much as just like a. a warm up. Yeah. It's just true. Harupa Valley got made fun of before Norco did. That's rightfully true. so. But uh, <laughs> also, happy birthday, Charlie. We Thanks, didn't say bro. this. Yes. Charlie turned 29 yesterday. 29. We're Yeah. He got a new pair of chaps and <laughs> some spurs. Hey, they'd open the door, bro. And they'd open the door. His pastor took him to Boot Barn. What'd you get? <laughs> what, at it. what did you get for your birthday? Uh, it's very boring. I, I just got like a bunch of workout equipment. Mm. So, yeah. They make them, MAGA workout oh, equipment? I know. Wow, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> no, I'm working out at home now. So I got a bunch of workout equipment and... Yeah, that is about it. Nice. There it is. But hey, uh, since we are on the topic of camp, and really this whole episode is about camp, um, I want to talk to you guys, especially as youth pastors, what are some ways um, that we can carry this camp momentum into our regular services that we have day in or week in and week out. And I think that's even one thing we talked about in our youth pastors lab that Gary led um, was a lot of people asked those kind of questions of what can we do to take this momentum, take what we've learned and had here and apply it now into our Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or Sunday night um, services. And so I just want to kind of open that floor now um, with the camp on the table. Everyone who meets on like Monday or Friday or Saturday is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... You said Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Sunday night. I don't know anyone that meets on a Monday. They or don't. A... They don't. If yeah. you meet, yeah. I mean, you should just not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. There's someone um, out there that does meet and is going to write a complaint now. Well, hopefully that's everybody true. has already done like a um, a night where it's like back to camp, back from camp night where they're sharing testimonies and having students share testimonies. I mean, if you don't do that, can I just encourage you to make that a regular part of what mm -hmm. you do? Maybe not just for summer camp, but youth convention, any other big event like that where students' lives are being changed. Don't don't miss that opportunity to come back and have students share about what yeah. God did in their life with their peers because even the kids that don't go to camp can be so impacted by that night. Yeah, those testimony nights are, are so Huge. powerful. I remember like those when I was a kid. Did I, did I tell this story on the podcast before? We Probably. came back from a camp and it was a we had Sunday night church. So it must have been like a winter camp or something. We came back, it was a Sunday night. And so we were uh, giving testimony of what just happened. And I was like in junior high. And so I get up and I'm like crying and I'm like, God just moved in my life. And uh, I, I feel like he he set me free from uh, cussing. And so I, I'm saying this on the mic. And then like my friend's sister is there and like she has a microphone, too. And she says it like not into the mic, but her mic is on. And she's like, you don't cuss. And she like puts me on blast and then at, like still like we're having a conversation like, no so we're having a conversation to each other with the mics so people get here and i'm like yeah. not out loud in my head in my you got set free from it's got a dirty mind cussing in my head <laughs> and then i and then i stared cussing. at her and just called her a couple names in my head but uh yeah, dude, those testimony <laughs> nights are... You're like the most PK, PK oh, yeah. ever, and I'm a PK. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's, uh, That's so but I, funny, I was like, bro. But she like, also, like, don't, 
don't fact check my testimony, bro. Let me like, let me get delivered from what I want to get delivered from. Yeah. It's, it's like the PK syndrome. I know this is like trying to find a testimony. Oh, like yeah. Like to share. Like, uh, and we, we go a different route. Uh, that that's a testimony in itself that you, that there's the like, keeping power of God. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. As John but Zick said. A thousand percent, bro. But, but also I do remember that as a kid. I'm like, dang, all these kids are like getting set free from drugs and stuff. And they're like 12, you know? And I'm like, uh, I... Like I, I used to cuss in my mind one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teen Challenge would come in, and I'd be like, I'd be like taking notes. Like that sounds dumb. like they'd be like, yeah. I went and I had to sell my body on the streets. I'm like, I should probably do that one time. Like that'll be a good, <laughs> that'll be that'll be a good testimony one day. Like you're writing your testimony right like, then and there. Like, you you murdered your uncle. That's pretty cool. You're like, how do, how do I get some shock factor in this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need some street cred for my yeah, testimony. Some, some street. Dude, cred I have a theory now. For my fine arts I, message. I have a theory that like uh, youth pastors with tattoos, as a youth pastor with tattoos, that it is uh, like in the early 2000s. That was a sign that like your youth pastor had been through some stuff. You know, like <laughs> it was a it was a sign of a a good testimony. Like. Yeah. Probably you, you got your youth pastor from like Teen Challenge or something, oh, you know? Yeah. Now in 2023, like a lot of us youth pastors with a lot of tattoos, myself, I'm overcompensating for my lack of testimony. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody is that, but like I've got a lot of tattoos and each one is just like the pain I'm inflicting on myself for street cred with every, kids. every time you're preaching like i've been through some stuff yeah you're like thinking about when you got your tattoos yeah 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 <laughs> like man those are sick like what is the sushi one yes yeah, like, how deep is they it can't, they the can't see bottle? it yeah yeah they can't see what it is just is art. that a fanta what is that like speak to us? i have a lot of um uh random well not just but random but just like uh um food items like you know what i'm talking about when you really start to not just food, but yeah, food and drink, like food and brev- beverage. I have more than the, <laughs> the normal normal person the would have. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, but that yeah. I think that's a good theory. I like. I think I'm onto something that like you see a young a young youth pastor with a ton of tattoos. It it means the opposite of what what it used to mean in the early 2000s. Hear me out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you can I'm fact check it, it with like what the tattoos are for sure. Yeah. There's some there's some youth pastors rolling up with some prison tattoos for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could tell. That? No, there's some there's some that you know. Yeah, there's some that you know, and you're like, oh, that looks like yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense, kind of. Yeah, I'm onto something. Kind of. But yeah. Speaking you're, about you're camp, brilliant, honestly. Thank you. Super brilliant. What do you think of my session? I can't. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um. But I think that was even because now we just talked about like the testimonies, but even like John Zick speaking that that whole idea of the keeping power of the cross was something that I feel like set um, a lot of even leaders. But on top of that, like our students, obviously free from that mindset, because I think that's yeah. something a lot of students deal with is this idea that I was raised in church. I don't really have a crazy testimony, but hearing him say that i think was such a huge part of camp um yeah you want to know something crazy that charlie said from the microphone (laughs) he was he was plugging the the lab it's not super crazy but it was like you said it and i was like i was like i was in the back i said i can't believe you just said that out loud like so he was he was saying the different labs that were taking place (laughs) and matt was leading a lab matt dudley shout out to matt dudley about the holy spirit Yes, Studley Dudley. And so he's like, he was leading a lab about the Holy Spirit. And from the mic, Charlie goes, now I know you guys know Matt. And what did you say exactly? You were like, and, I don't uh, even remember. He's, he, sometimes maybe you think Matt can be a little bit mean. 
But don't worry, don't worry. This year, his lab is, is he's taking it easy on you guys or something we've, like that. We've tamed him. Yeah, it was even worse than that. It, it, like it was. I'm messing really, it up, but it was essentially. I don't remember. You, were, you said something about like, like, dang. Yeah. I don't remember Matt that at all. Dude, I think it said something. Don't be scared of Matt. I, well, yeah, I don't even remember. What did you think I was going to say? I just made like a. Uh, I forgot. I don't remember saying that on the stage. You were though. saying something about how Matt's session in the last two years has been like mean or like yeah. he's really come for you guys or something like that. I wish I could get the quote. You know who knows Matt the quote? Matt normally hates you. Matt knows, Matt the, knows quote. the quote. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you said something like, but this year it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's part of his testimony. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Imagine Matt with like just uh, full uh, neck tattoo. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah. Um, with with uh, coming back though too, I think some of the things that they have to make sure that they do it's a it's a perfect time because it's always towards the end of summer mm-hmm. it's the perfect time to kind of use that momentum to go into your new school year yeah. and and uh, i think the worst thing to do is is to come back from camp and just kind of be like oh that's it that was camp but you have all this momentum coming back um you know there's different ways as youth pastor you can do things that will help continue that momentum and so mm-hmm. whether it's doing some of the songs that you did at camp um yeah. again the testimony night um game night bringing out some of the camp team to come um mm-hmm. encourage your students you know i know Ian and i do a lot of that kind of stuff and um there's just there's ways to keep that momentum going but uh, there's and there's nothing wrong with with looking for momentum moments in youth ministry it helps uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and to to kind of get the ball rolling because just like momentum moments there's moments when there's a hard season or a dry mm-hmm. season or some of those things so if you don't take advantage of these momentum moments then it's kind of an opportunity missed yeah but, yeah is why we do what we do as like the um, youth team at the office is we try to to plan things that exist for the local church's benefit, like not to be an additive uh, or or like a burden, but to be something that's beneficial and says yeah. like this this exists for you. Like, Brett, what are you guys doing? You know, to kind of continue the momentum. Yeah, post camp. Something I, I mean, something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, like when I was a student, it was always like you'd go and they're like, "Don't let that just be on the mountain." You know, yeah. to be down here. And so, like the first couple of years being a youth pastor. I would I was catching myself trying to recreate um like camp services almost. Mm. And I realized probably like a couple years ago that I was recreating the wrong thing. And if you really look at camp and you really look at the most impactful moments, yes, the services are great, the worship times are great, the calling's great, but the most impactful moment every single time is cabin time. Yeah. And what that represents, I think, is like relationship and uh, vulnerability and so like as youth pastors we can recreate that really easily like we don't have to have uh like the worship team there we don't have to have like reggie come out to our youth group nights every week to recreate <laughs> but what we can do is we can like have intentional moments of conversation with students and and recreate that cabin because all cabin time is a small groups yeah <laughs> right so like we can recreate that and have moments, but I will also say in that vein, like to not be afraid um, to shoot for the stars in your service either, because uh, I think that's the opposite of what happens if you think too much on down that road is youth pastors think they can't be impactful on a Wednesday night. They have to wait for camp or wait for mm. convention, um, but an impactful uh, moment doesn't necessarily need uh, all the aspects of it. If you have... Uh, you guys talked about this a couple podcasts ago. If you have keys at the end of the message or whatever, if you have that, like that's great. But you don't necessarily even 
uh, need that. It helps. It's it's wonderful. But even if you're just a, a, a youth group of six kids meeting in in a room, like you can have a moment, and uh, in because the Holy Spirit's what makes the moment, not not us. And so that, yeah. that's kind of what we've been doing is like diving. We've been more intentional with our small group times recently that's huge. to try and like keep talking about it. We had testimony night like the week we got back from camp. And then like last week we did something different. We did like just a full on game night. There was nice. no, like no service at all. We opened up with prayer, but we like recreated some like camp type games. Um, but then just our like vision behind it was that like they just started school it's stressful they're worried it's like hey don't worry about anything just come and play games invite your friends and it was a fun yeah time. i think cool. something like to your point i love i love what you're saying about that and in cabin time being the most impactful thing because i would agree uh but like the simplicity of how we could keep the momentum going at camp um you can have an altar time regardless yeah. of even if you have a worship team, like mm-hmm. you could put on yeah. a worship playlist and pray for kids. Like that's, I, I know that's Gar- something Gary and I have been talking about a lot personally is bro. We got to start having that in our church services yeah. yep. and in our youth services, yes. because like that, those are the most impactful things at camp. Mm-hmm. those altar moments, those prayer times. And then the discipleship that takes place in cabin time, yeah. the vulnerability, yeah. the conversations, the teaching, all of that because that's what you're talking about because i think what you're right a youth pastor's perspective is to leave camp and have just heard a reggie dabs an elijah Mm -hmm. lamb and a john zick and they're like i need to speak at that level Mm. and it's like sometimes you just won't you know uh and it's really not even what makes a difference in kids lives your messages your messages should be biblically based and passionate and all that type of stuff but really, like, discipleship takes place in all those other areas anyways. Yes. I don't remember any message my youth pastor growing up preached. I remember the conversations we had in his truck. I remember yeah. small group moments. I remember, like, the vulnerability, yeah. the discipleship, and then the altar, like, mm-hmm. I think are the perfect ingredients for, like, what makes camp so impactful. Yeah. And you're right. Regardless of resource or size of your your ministry those are all things that you can do on a regular basis and i'm not saying you have to have a prayer time every week necessarily but you should some like when when is the last time if we all evaluated the the last time we we left moments if that means you got to cut a game or if that Mm -hmm. means you make your message 15 minutes instead of 45 bro do it because it's like that that's huge. You yeah, know? That's, that's so huge. And I think that's even something that I think God's like challenged me with even recently is like, are we leaving room for the Holy Spirit to move? Like, are you mm-hmm. so stuck to your structure? Or are you stuck to what the Holy Spirit wants yeah. you to do in your service? So for, for instance, at our Youth Alive rally, I've done this the last few years. I'm going to do it again this year. I'm opening, but I'm not even considering myself like a speaker because I'm going to do 10 minutes mm-hmm. of like just sort of the heart of what the rally is all about. And then we're going to have an extended time of worship, nice. 20, yeah. 30 minutes. That's great. And I'm going to challenge the kids that are there because this is the campus missionaries, right? To um, be used by the spirit of God. Like, cause yeah. I think we make it this weird, overly spiritual thing when it is oftentimes way more simple and beautiful of like, Hey, if you can't pray for someone to be healed in a space like this, how are you ever going to do that on your campus? If you, yeah. you know, cause like, you could start a club, great, but what does that mean in the mm-hmm. long run if you're not discerning what God is telling you and what the Spirit's speaking to you on a regular basis? So we yeah. do that now, and we're going to open that up and say, hey, like, 
no, you know, I have no agenda because I think that's the other thing too with like altar times. Yeah. I mean, Reggie showed us uh, that like structure can be really powerful and beautiful, yes. but you can also like over explain an altar call mm -hmm. sometimes. And yeah. I've seen that recently yeah. too, where it's like yeah. we have this vision in our heads. And so we want altar call or prayer time to fit in a box when it's sort of like, hey, we're just going to let this sort of happen, you know, yeah. and not go off the rails and not get weird and not yeah. be crazy, but just sort of like, hey, let, like we're going to leave space for this. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. yeah. And I know there's youth pastors there that are like, I can't do that. I don't have enough kids to do small groups. Right? I can't do a, a thing. But anything that was done at camp can be scaled to mm -hmm. a certain level. So it's maybe yep. you're speaking a message and then you're doing Q&A afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you're doing a, a small group within your group and giving them a chance to, or you're just responding. And maybe it's not going to look like a response at camp. Maybe mm -hmm. it's they're not all going to come forward and it's going to be tears. Maybe it's just you saying, does anyone need prayer? Yep. Yeah. And raising their hand and yep. praying for each other, having leaders pray. So it doesn't have to look exactly like what took place at camp. But you want to give both. Obviously, you want to disciple kids. You want to pour into them. Um, but we want to give them a chance to respond to God's mm -hmm. word as well. And, yeah. and so just finding what works best for your group and your situation and just know it doesn't have to look like that. It can, yeah. it can work for where you're at and the, the amount of students you have and you're working with. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest ones is like, like worship because obviously worship time at camp is such a huge part of it and so impactful for students. And like, for instance, I got to speak at our Harupa campus the other two weeks ago, and um, it was the second week after camp for us and i went because the nice part is our socal worship team they put together a playlist of the songs that they did at camp and after the message they don't have the resources to um put an entire worship team together and so what we just did was we just played a song at the end of the and at the end of the night and it was a song from camp and it was go find a spot in this room yeah and just worship that's a super underrated it's move good. i it think is. we did that at certain points in La Palma in the youth ministry, I was running it like not necessarily ideal. Like, you know, yeah. having a live band is, is amazing, but sometimes you can't. And, and, yeah. uh, so it's like, bro, we all can put on Spotify or Apple yes. music and just let that play. And, and you'd be shocked at like the, the prayer moments that come out of a time like that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we even use that even when we did have a band mm -hmm. because I was like, I want the, because it was yes, students were in the band that. and yeah. stuff too. And so I was like, I don't want you worrying about playing these chords for 10 minutes straight. Yeah. I yeah. want you in this. And so it's sort of like that, uh, like taking the pressure off a yeah. little bit, you 100%. know, like it, 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 it's yeah. not as complicated as we make it. This whole, like the mystery of how do we keep, what's happening at camp going because it's also too like it's going to keep going and hopefully it serves like a catalyst and 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 here's the thing too is even if it only like really truly impacted one of your students in a super genuine way it's still worth it because it's still like it planted seeds in some of those other students and leaders lives but even if yeah. it's just like one kid really got it you know that's why the youth alive rally the goal isn't bring your whole group it's like bring those few students who are really the student leaders, the ones who are ready to, to reach their campus, whether that be public, private or mm -hmm. homeschool. Uh, and let's let's continue that momentum now even yeah. further. And then after that, yeah. we have called who are these kids in your ministry who are the next generation of youth pastors and worship pastors and kids pastors. Yeah. And then we have convention, which Come is everybody yeah. because it's like by that point. Now we need another sort of moment. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, let's, you know, get us yeah. ready for for the end of the school year. Yeah. Yeah. I know we got to wrap up soon with this one, but I, I would just say to you, like, if you uh, 
if you're not going to camp or if you need to camp or if you're especially if you're part of AG SoCal AG can I just encourage yes. you jump into our camps not because we we think we can do it better we just think we're all better when we're together and yeah. so yeah. um you know I mean it's just the connection the friendship um the depth I mean uh, and, and not to throw you know Brett under the bus for not coming for all these other years um <laughs> I was that guy but, for a long time the guy who didn't show up to things wow dude. but but ha- but I hope you can see because I feel I think we feel it with you like um I love having you in my friendship group yeah like the yeah. connection that no, we I have disagree. the depth the you know but a lot of that comes not because um there's definitely a difference between when i see you every once in a while and we've got to see you because you're you're coming yeah. to camp you're part of the team and and again it's not because we you have to be at our stuff it's more of i want to just have a friendship with a you and, and one of the best ways to do that is for doing these things together and yeah. i th- and i think one of the things and i don't know if i can even say this but i'm gonna say it anyways don't, don't uh, do it. i'm doing it um matt is i'm playing uh <laughs> but I was like just having coffee the other day with a, a youth pastor and they were talking about camp and they were talking about how expensive camp is. And I'm not like, again, that's why I say, I don't know if I can say this, but it's like realistically not trying to sell our camp. But when you look at how much churches fundraise, you can pretty much for how much people fundraise, you can bring your entire youth group to our camp for that. They were what saying our raise. camp was expensive. Yeah. No, what our camp is cheap. Oh God. I was going to say like, yeah, we're like a, Budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you gotta take a loan out on your house to go to Hume Lake. Like, Dude, our, kids our kids paid half what they paid last year. Yeah, no, and, and even like talking to the people who put on their own camp, because that's the goal too. I think in yeah. talking about camp is it isn't like we're not in competition. Like, yeah. do what what serves your group best is our percent. heart. But I would percent. I would bet that this would serve your group. Like that's that's my thing and, yeah. and and talking with Brett, but then some other people who had like never come to our camp but came and they had been putting on their own camp. Mm-hmm. It was like it was funny uh Elijah, one of our youth pastors, he was they'd been doing their own camp and yeah. and him just showing up and he's like, "Dude, you don't know how much like not having to unload gear and mm-hmm. like worry about if the worship team set." He's like, "I just get to be my kids youth pastor." 1000%. And uh there's, you know, there's things I've had to do, but he's like, yeah. I think that's the most beneficial thing. And that's why we work ourselves yes. into the ground for five camps, now yes. six camps. And we'll do seven if we have to, yep. because um, we want the camp to serve the group yeah. and for, yeah. the, for it to be, to create moments that can turn into momentum. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say our camp is, too is, is maybe we don't have certain elements that other camps have yet. But we make up for it in other areas. A thousand percent. So a thousand percent. And plus we have an LED wall. Uh, <laughs> just to throw Which that is in what there. it's all about. Exactly. Mm. Dude. LED wall and fog. That's, yes. <laughs> that's what you need. Um, but guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Brett, it's always glad. I'm always glad to have you here, dude. Come on now. It's always a good time. Um, get ready because our next podcast will be coming out in a few short weeks. We have Brett back on the podcast to go over his passions in youth ministry. But if you guys have any questions about anything said or um, want any help with registering for our Youth Alive Rally September 30th, go ahead, reach out to us on SoCal Youth Pastors Instagram account. And other than that, we will catch you on the next podcast. See ya.